we got a, uh, a very, very special service today and talking about uh, a life with no limits and life with Jesus and changed lives and we're doing our two-minute testimony at the end. And uh, Brad Cottrell uh, is the guy today on that. He does a great job. There's, so um, I'm going to be talking about changed lives, talk about harvest and all that stuff. But you need to understand today, if you want something uh, supernatural in your life, you'll have to call on a supernatural God. And it has nothing to do with the natural. That's not what this service is about. This ain't something canned we got off the internet or anything like that. This is straight out of the microwave from the Holy Ghost. Um, and, and we'll just kind of shore that up as we go. And all the, all the players are, are in a part here. And, and I'll tell you about that as we go. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 for the offering. And um, so I was blessed to be part of the homecoming service of Georgia Moss. And if, if you haven't seen that um, on, on one of the broadcasts or anything, you'll get to hear it now. Uh, and, and Mark, the husband of Georgia, was part of that. And we're piecing all this together. It was just, it was great. It was better than great. So... Just hang in there, and I'll try to do it some justice if I can. I, I'm just so caught up into what God's doing, so I know it's going to be good. Start in uh, verse 18, 28, 18 in Matthew. It says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Uh, and behold, I am with you to the end of the age. Amen. So, great commission. Um, Mark Moss, the reason I'm bringing this up, because Mark Moss uh, brought this up. So, uh, I asked him about speaking. I said, if it was, they had a family member, somebody wanted to speak on behalf of Georgia, and he said, I want to speak. Uh, and, and that's good. And then I looked over, Kenny, and I seen a Bible sitting on the corner of the, of the, uh, of the stage here. And I, when I walked in, they asked, hey, Pastor, is that your Bible? I said, no, because I was still studying in my office. I said, that's got to be Mark Moss. He's wanting to talk on behalf of his wife. And what he wanted to say was, uh, was talking about the Great Commission and how Pastor Bevo came over to his house and, and, and preached this message to his wife. And we'll get there. So just, just hold your horses. I'm trying to do this uh, to where you can absorb it. So... And, and that's not very normal at a funeral or a homecoming service where the husband wants to speak. But I told you that the service ain't going to be a normal service. This is, this is instructed by the Spirit of God. So if you're ready for that kind of service, just tell God amen and he'll... Amen. And, and this is a life that is beyond natural today. It's going to get sticky in here. By the time you leave, you, you'll, you'll realize you were at church today. Amen. So I wanted to read also out of Mark 16, and it's basically the same story, uh, told a little bit different because it's a different view from this gentleman. 16, 15 in Mark, and it's the Great Commission. Still, same, same story. Here, here's how he says it. And he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And let me, let me correct some bad theology for some of you who have family members or Facebook friends or sidewalk psychologists or whoever they are on how to get saved. You can't add anything to your salvation. 
You watch this. You or, or, or your or whoever it is doesn't bring anything to salvation at all. It's only Jesus. So we'll correct that with this. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Just kind of throw your finger up so you hear that I'm saying it will be saved. There's a comma, and he says, but whoever does not believe will what? Will be? We still straight on it? Whoever doesn't believe will be condemned. So what, what kicks you out of heaven is not believing in the atoning work that Jesus did. That, that gets you disqualified to get in the place is unbelief. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Um, let's go ahead and pray and then I'll bring you back into the story a little bit more. So Lord, I thank you for a brother uh, like Mark Moss who is, who is, is, is serious about the walk with Jesus. I thank you for a brother like Mark Moss who loved his wife so much that he wanted to make sure that she understood the address and the road that she needs to follow to get there. And I thank you for a pastor named Bevo who wasn't too busy to bring the Great Commission to a friend who needed it. So I pray for the church today and all the friends who are gathered here today uh, as they contribute to the cause uh, through this financial giving. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So ask the Lord to bless the offering and let the basket come by. Applaud the Lord if you would with me. Hallelujah. Um, go to Luke 4, 16 through 21. So... You will feel the presence of the Lord today. If, you, if you've never felt that, you will feel the presence of Almighty God in your life. And you will either feel it and, and, and give to it or be obstinate and, and make a decision and walk out the door. But one way or another, you're going to make a decision uh, on behalf of the Lord. You'll either accept him in his fullness or you'll walk out of this door uh, in the rain and just say, I decided not to follow Jesus. And you have that option. I wouldn't choose that option, but you have that option. So Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21. So here's how this story goes. Um, I'm going to jump out in the middle of it, and then we'll go back, we'll backtrack, and, and we'll piece all this together. It's a, it's a really good story. It says, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as it was custom, he went to the synagogue. And if you underline that, that'll help you with your family and your children going forward. On the Sabbath day, he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and he unrolled it, the scroll, and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. Two more verses. He's, then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of the, all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, so up to this point, Jesus was being tempted out into the wilderness. And, uh, you know, the devil was there lying to him, and then he was, uh, he was misquoting Psalm 91. The devil does all kinds of stuff. It's nothing really new. He just regurgitates it for anybody who will give an ear to it. You tell the devil you ain't listening anymore. I ain't listening. And it, here's what it, it always comes in the form of, of, of naysaying and that'll never work and all those kind of things. So it, and it could be healing and relational, whatever, and you could be trying to get healed. You could be working in your relationship with your husband or wife or your kids or going to school, whatever it is. And the devil will make sure that he sends somebody by your address and to tell you that'll never work. That'll never work. You'll never get healed. My uncle did it and he didn't get healed. Well, okay, but I'm going to. And then, and then after, after I say that, Dr. D, I surround myself with other people who believe like I do. And ask me, say, well, what do you do with the naysayers? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I got to roll on, Jack. Why are you guys spending all your time with a bunch of naysayers when you could be around a bunch of believers? We got a whole church full of them. Get somebody's number and tell them, I need you to start praying for me. And the church said, amen. I'm going to keep shouting until... so he's tempted out in the desert, and, and he defeats the, the enemy. He defeats the enemy the same way you defeat him, Chuck, is with the word. Uh, and so, so he comes into Nazareth, and, uh, and church is really important to Jesus. And as soon as he gets in town, uh, he goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath. And this is the creator of the world. So he finds a synagogue and he goes to church. Say that with me. He goes to church. Now look at me for a second. Do you think Jesus was busy? I'll say it over here. Do you think Jesus was busy? Don't Stop, Barb. Stop everybody in the church. When they start to say that they're busy, just go wah, wah, wah. You remember like the peanuts... Teacher on uh, Charlie Brown back when cartoons were cartoons. And she, wah, wah, wah. I'm just like, oh, man, that'd give a woodpecker a headache. Jesus was busy, Lupke, but he found a church to go to first. Not, not because he needed it, because he wanted to set the example and that he loved the church so much that he died for the church. And that's what husbands need to remember, that you need to die for your lady if you need to. 
that was a fuzz above golf clap. Why do they even clap at golf meetings? Like anybody believe, oh, good shot. I want somebody with a horn or like a cowbell. Everybody knows where the ranking section is. There's cowbell and horn and everything. Can't do that at golf. Say bye-bye and we'll move on to another sport. Uh, it, let it marinate for just a second because it's coming. Watch this, Gloria. It says, so he, he's in church and it's important to him. You got that. And what he's reading is something that was prophesied 800 years before he even came. And it was prophesied, or was reading the prophecy of Isaiah, Pastor Jay, in uh, 61. And I know it goes on for, I'd, I'd say, at least five verses. I just want you to be able to, to get back there. So Isaiah wasn't talking about himself. He was talking about the Lord here. And he, and he says in verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is there for a reason. It's there to heal. It's there to guide. It's there to direct. It's there to, to speak. It's there to love. It gives you power. Uh, it illuminates things. And on and on and on. So he said, it's on me because he has anointed me. So anointing means smearing. So the the... the the Spirit of the Lord is on you today because I'm preaching it, and if you're a born-again believer, you need to receive it. It's kind of like peanut butter on a cracker, smearing. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Now, the good news that he's talking about to the poor isn't just poor because they ain't got any money in their pocket, it's when they recognize their spiritual condition as being poor. You, you know, when you check your, your spiritual tank and you find out that you can't save yourself, you're pretty dang poor. I, 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 he says, you're poor, wretched, and naked. You brought nothing into the world, you won't leave with anything. So he said, he's anointed me, he's he's he's. He's baptized me with the Holy Spirit to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, to those who are bound, those who are stressed, those who have anxiety, those who have mental issues, those who have addiction issues, those who have this and that and the other. He said, I come to set you free under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Ask me to tell you a story, and I will. I'm going to. So the reason I started preaching this, and I didn't know this, Mark, I'll try to put it all together for you. I, 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 the, I felt the Spirit of God, and it doesn't always happen, but I felt it on Tuesday morning. I think I was driving back from the farm. Something was going on. Say that with me. Something's going on. It's just going, something's going on. And, and, and I'm driving down the road, and I usually call Mike Sr. when I'm headed back. And, okay, Mike, and we're going to meet. and we're gonna, We always study on Tuesdays. I dedicate time to not only study with God, but study with a friend. When you get serious about following God, you'll start designating times. When you study with the Lord and you get with the Lord, and I don't let anybody schedule anything over the top of it. And Mike always meets me. And if you ain't got a friend like that, you better get one. 
Because you can go a long ways when you got somebody that'll join it. You need somebody that's going to stand with you and believe with you and ride with your family. That's what the church needs. We don't need another Facebook pal. We need somebody who's going to be live and in person. And God sent me Mike Sr. And we've been studying together for 10 years. Every Tuesday and doing our show every Wednesday morning. Amen? So, liberty to the captive. So, I call Mike and I'm, I'm there at my house. And, I could, and when I walked through the door, I felt the presence of God. And I called Mike. I said, Mike, the spirit of God's on me. And I, I don't ever say that. I might, I've said that probably 10 times in my life. And he said, all right, I'm on my way. I said, I know what we're going to preach on and we're going to talk about this, that, and the other. At the same time, my wife calls me. She says, I'm at the laundromat, and I'm witnessing to a lady. The same time I call. Oh, you're going to shrug that off as a coincidence, but I got a whole lot more than that. Just uh, Terry, Terry, just tune in to what's going on. I'm setting the stage because it's going to get sticky in here. And she says, I'm witnessing to this lady. And the dude, I said, Vicki, I said, the Spirit of God's on me. I said, the Spirit of God must be on you. Because she was looking at this lady and with the laundromat and this, that, and the other, and back and forth like this. And it's just the same spirit that was on me when I came out here to talk to uh, Mark Moss. And uh, let me finish what he says here. In recovering sight to the blind and set to liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So I believe that the year of the Lord's favor is right now, the year of Jubilee. I'm still in the New Testament, so don't, don't send me any emails. So he rolls up the, the scroll and gave it back to the attendant. He sits down. So that means he's done. When Jesus sits down, that means all the work that needs to be done is done. Now he left the Holy Spirit to guide me and you into glory. So we start to study and this, that, and the other. And then we come and we do the show and it's on Wednesday. And all these things are going on. And then we're... Then we're going out to the fall festival. We had a fall festival at the Winfield location. And it was, it was, it was the craziest thing, Dr. D. You, he lives down the street, and my kids live down the street, and everybody and was this, that, and the other. And I got there real early. It was going to start at about, oh, I think it was supposed to start about 5. I got there at uh, 9.30. <laughs> well, what time do you want me to get there, 4.59? See, what you don't understand is I was expecting a harvester. If you're expecting a harvest, why do you show up at 459? You can't, I can't get all I need in one minute. It might take me one day, one week, ten years, whatever it takes. I'm going to get there early to make sure I don't miss a blessing. And my staff all said the same. They go, you're leaving that early? I go, I'm leaving that early because I know something could happen. If you really want something, you know what? We'll we'll go to a we'll go to a football game and get there early. We'll you ever raise your hand if you tailgate it. All right, the rest of you are liars, anyways. <laughs> oh, we'll oh, we're gonna tailgate. Tell we'll get the barbecue pit out. We'll get a bus. 
We'll drive across town, and it doesn't matter if it's raining outside or snowing. We'll sit out there and shake and drink peach snaps to warm ourselves up. If I'm reading your mail, just let it go. We're having a great time. Jerry, we're having a great time. The tickets are $200 a piece. Beers are 18. <laughs> Do that with me. <laughs> oh, they're having a blast out here. And you end up with pneumonia. Oh, you're, 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 they make sure you're broke, trust me. Wouldn't, I wonder what the, never. I wonder what the church would be like. If we wanted to get to church as bad as we want to get to a dang football game. There's a golf clap. So anyways, back to this. So I, I get there and, and uh, we was there. And, it, and it's just the most wonderful people you ever meet in the whole wide world. And then my dad said to me, he said, do you think anybody will come? And Ken was there. He helped me with the hayride. Bauer, they were standing on their heads. They were, they were, they said, we ain't, my, my daughter-in-law's lived there for 39 years. She said, Dad, we ain't seen this place like this ever. And they, all the parking attendants come, they go, where do you want me to park them? I was like, I don't, you know, we did this up in Bridgeton when we ran out of park. We just rednecked it up and just started parking in the grass. I go, I guess park them in the grass. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, welcome to have Bible. It was, it, I couldn't even describe it. I ain't going to keep going on because it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But the Spirit of God was in that place. The gym was packed. The hayride was packed. The, the, the parking lot was packed. There was something, and it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the, the people, but it was the Spirit of God. Watch this class setting up shop so he could witness to all the people in the neighborhood. And we was at the gas stations out there, me and Pastor Aaron, and telling them about this and that, and they were all, and the Spirit of God was there. And then we went back Saturday for service and the same thing. Just, just, and I brought my daughter and her friend, and we was going to church. And uh, again, it starts at 5, we, we left at 2.30. I still expect God to do something even when I'm headed to church. And then I walked in, Dave, I walked up to this gas station on Highway 79. I walked past this guy, and I'm walking in with the girls, and he looks at me, and I look at him. I thought we was like at OK Corral again. <laughs> girls, you'll, you're never going to understand this, but when a dude mugs you, let me say it to these guys over here. Tim, I'll tell you, you're macho, man. Listen to this. This dude's mugging. I'm like, what's up? Demi, what's up? He said, listen, Busby, he said, I, I need a minister. I'm 47 miles from my house. Early. And, you know, I talk church all the time. And I like walking past things just like you do. 
and pretending God didn't. You just, it's, it's random. Do, do the rain dance. So I'm there, and he looks at me. He said, I need a minister. And you know what he said next? He said, I want to go to church tonight. I was like, yeah, yeah, well, well, what? It's the same spirit of God that's working on you right now. Something, it, it's odd, isn't it? It's almost odd because I've, I've had the spirit of God fall on me, and you just don't know how to handle it. So, Mark, it's like you did. You just kind of say it with me, class. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just, just let it go. Justin, you go, just let it It is what it is. You have to cave in sooner or later and go, you know what, man? Just do whatever you're going to do and then follow what God wants you to do. And you'll know if it's God by taking it back to his word. So... It's getting weirder. Then when we get to service, I told you before that, you know, I, I was, I seen my grandkids back there were little babies. They were on that stage there and I watched them and then they came to service and they watched me preaching on the stage. And I say, that's a little weird. We're years later. And then all of a sudden, so my daughter, who's there from Branson, brings her girlfriend from Branson and they're singing on that stage. And I called my cousin to be at the service. And she is the music. She's the music teacher down in Reed Springs, Branson, and one of her students is on the stage singing and sang, they're singing in Winfield. That's two hundred and sixty-three miles. And I said, "Do you know so and so?" And she said, yeah, she's one of my students. I said, she's singing at church tonight. And she said, and before I could get out, she texted me back. She goes, give me the address. Look at your arms. If you ain't got goosebumps now, you better, you better wake the heck up. And, and somewhere along the line, you're, you're in your spirit, you're going, I want that to happen to me. Then you just raise your hands. Miss Chittenden, just say, let it happen, God. And when it gets on you, you talk about, hi, buddy. It's like I told at George's funeral, you can't smoke that much dope to get that high. You can't drink that much. When the Holy Ghost comes on you and you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you'll see things and say things and do things you never thought you would do. So... I was looking at the card of Georgia Moss, and I found this. And I, and it, I guess this came from Dr. D's place, and I, it says, uh, it gives her name and her, when she was born and when she died. It says, Father, we entrust our sisters to, to your mercy. You, li uh, you loved her greatly in this life, and now uh, she is free from all cares. Give her happiness and peace forever. Welcome her now into paradise where there will be no more sorrow, no more weeping or pain, but only peace and joy with Jesus, your son. 
So I seen this card and I go, that's Revelation chapter 21. I go, I'm going to have to preach this after Mark talks about Pastor Bevo, uh, how he led her to Jesus. So with all that being said, I want to ask you to rise and I'm going to read what I read at Georgia Moss's homecoming out of Revelation 21. I just want, if, if, if you freak out a little bit, it's okay. Carol, are you going to play the piano today? I just want you to listen to this and then we're going to do a two-minute testimony. The first service, I, I went so long, I'm going to have to charge more, Mrs. Colford. <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, If you're in a sound booth or something, I mean, there are the lights and the bells are going. When the Holy Spirit's on something like this, you can't stay. It's like, it's like eating cook. Last night when I got home, so I left, and Shelby Johnson, she had fall festival cupcakes. There's like four left over, Dave. And I'm walking out the door. She said, Pastor Pat, would you like to get some fall cupcakes? And I'm like, Yeah. And then I got home and got the milk out and the cookies. Like you're going to stop with one. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you dare. No, we're going we're to at least two. And watch this, leave the milk on the table. Debbie, I'm drinking more than one glass, I'll guarantee that. This is the season for supernatural, Bob. Forget about the natural. Maybe you ain't born again. The first service, every single person in the building was down here. They go, I got to get some of it. It's thick. It's powerful. I don't know that I've ever felt the movement of God the way I have now. So here it is. Maybe you ain't saved. Maybe you ain't been baptized. Maybe you ain't joined a church before. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city of New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven uh, from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. And he will dwell with them and they will be his people. That's, I like that news. Sweet Jesus, Franny, when the daddy has grabbed your hand, it don't matter where he takes you. You're going to be safe because nobody can pull you out of the Father's hand. Amen. Keith, it's like, a, it's, it's like an iron grip, Kenny. I told you about when my dad grabbed your hand. Church, am I speaking to anybody? Now he's a old machinist and grab your hand with that metal-ridden Paul, you knew there wasn't, a, there wasn't anybody strong enough in the world to pull you from your daddy's hand. God's hand is stronger than your earthly father. And it says in John that no one can snatch you out of the father's hand. Once you become born again, the devil will try, Sally. He'll, he'll work on you. But you say, oh, no, you don't. My daddy's hands are stronger than that. It's like a, it's like a vice.
if you want to get safe, come on down. One, two, three, just start walking because it's going to get wild in here. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. There never shall, shall there be mourning nor crying or pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And I guess Bebo said something like that to Georgia. And I'm just so glad that I had a pastor that wasn't too busy. He told Mark Moss, he said, let me go home, put my groceries up, then I'll be on my way. Come on down here, Mark. I just want to share the joy. I learned about half of this from this brother the other night. Just, life is very honest and real, isn't it? Who can minister like Mark can right after you've lost somebody? Only somebody that is full of the Holy Spirit. You go, man, I'll just, I'll walk around and I'll, I'll get people saved and I'll pray for them. And God can transform a heart at any time. I believe one wants to get transformed today. So let me read. And he was seated on the throne, said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage. I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be the lake of fire that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. The world's got it all wrong. You can't live how you want to live. The woke society isn't really woke. They're absent from the Word of God. That's pretty thick there in verse 8, isn't it? It's almost like there's no wiggle room. Almost like there's no wiggle room. I'm so glad that Pastor Bebo went, went over to Brother Mark's and shot it straight to Georgia. Aren't you? Should, should we do any less than what Pastor Bebo did with this precious lady? Do you just say, I, 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 know a, I know a father who loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for your sin. So here's what I want you to do today. I want you to do the same thing Georgia did. Mark was probably right there and got to see it, got to witness it. Maybe you'll witness it today too, brother. Let's pray that today. So, Father God, I pray with my brother Mark and his family. And with Guy. Believe it's nothing is too tough. You can heal Guy. And you can heal anybody who's here. Let me speak to those who need to be saved and or physically healed today. Is that you? Is that you? Are you the one who needs physical, spiritual, or mental healing? One, two, three with the hand. Yes, that's me, Pastor. 
I want you to just come down here. I see two young men right there behind you. Just come down to the altar. I see you in the back. Come on down here. Just come on down. We're just going to pray for you. We're not airing anybody's business out. We're just praying for people. Physical healing. Mental healing. Spiritual healing. We're going to pray together. All right. Now, here's what I want the church to do before we go to our two-minute testimony. Testimonies are about changed lives. So I want the rest of the church to come and lay hands on these people here. Just come on down. Come on down and lay hands on somebody. Just lay hands. You have no idea what's in front of you there. We're going to pray together. Pray together. We're going to pray together. Pray together. Maybe you got a family member that's at home. Let's pray for them too. If you have a family member that's at home or a friend or whatever, they ain't here today, raise a hand for them and we'll, we'll pray for them, just whoever that is. So, Father God, with the hand raised, and that represents a, 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 a friend or a grandchild or a child. Those and those and those and those and those. Relational. Lord, my prayer today is for them to be healed, spiritually speaking, first. They get born again, just like my friend Tim did last week. Lord, I can feel it in the air. I can see it. My prayer is... Father God, today that you heal the sick and you redeem the lost, those who are here and those who are abroad, maybe even on live stream. Oh, Father God, we have just come to a good service today where we can feel your holy presence. And I ask you, Father God, today to, to help those who are gathered here today. accept the free gift of salvation that only you can give. We pray and believe and call it done with our friends and you and the help of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name.